Hi, welcome to And It's Writing, a live stream and podcast where two writers and sometimes a special guest have a few drinks and some laughs while we discuss writing-related topics. I'm Amy Avery. I write adult fantasy. I also self-publish under the pen name Avery Ames. What I'm working on right now is just taking care of myself. I've been doing a lot of travel to promote my recent book, The Longest Autumn. So I'm resting between travel. <laughs> I'm not writing much at the moment. And what I am reading is I recently finished the book Our Wives Under the Sea by Julia Armsfield. And it is a very like cool, surreal, speculative, slightly horror sci-fi if you like weird underwater things. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm super excited to read it. And I'm jealous I haven't started yet. I'm DC McNaughton, a speculative and historical fiction writer. Right now I am working on getting the final edits on the book that I'm currently working on so that my agent doesn't want to ban me from life forever because uh, I think she's been waiting a really long time and I've been really lazy. So yeah, I'm still reading a uh, second book of Game of Thrones because it's fucking long. I've been working on it for a while now. <laughs> Today, we are joined by author Brigetta Estelle Burgess. Um, I met Brigetta at a writer's conference, and she had some of the greatest ideas in the room, and she was super fun to talk to. And come to find out, she's self-published a book recently, and it was the book she was talking about during this conference, and I was all excited. Brigetta, um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe share what you're reading now? Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, you guys. I am so excited to be here. So my name is Brigitte Estelle Burgess. I uh, wrote Swipe Up for Secrets, which is a young adult fiction novel. And it came out in June, uh, June 8th of this past year. So a little over six months now since it came out. And um, I am, I, it was self-published um, and I'm working on marketing it myself, um, which has been like such a fun learning process. Right now I am reading, oh, what am I reading? I'm reading... Actually, I'm reading Creative Quest by Questlove, which has been uh, a really cool, it's, you know, it's a really cool book. And it, I, I love books that kind of support creativity and like give you real useful tips on like how to hone your creativity and when. And, and I love that. And this has been actually a really important book for me to read because that is something that I struggle with like through winter especially so i'm glad that i'm reading it right now it's been, it's been good nice nice good and um, we usually have a little segment where we uh, share drinks uh, sometimes we do theme drinks but this time we all just kind of brought whatever um so i had some vermouth in the fridge i need to use up so i made a manhattan which is just rye and vermouth not sure I love this specific combination of rye and this specific vermouth, but I made it, so I'm going to drink it. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, let's go! <laughs> DC, what did you bring? I, um, well, I have a, so I've been sick, like, the whole week, and, well, everybody in the house has been sick. I got the least of it. Um, so I've still been functional, but I've been really tired and I forgot to drink caffeine today. So I went downstairs to get a soda so I could pour some fucking like cheap ass to Cooper raspberry liquor in it. <laughs> Turns out we didn't have any soda. And I was like standing at the fridge like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And lo and behold, my partner walks through the door carrying a box of Diet Baja Blast. <laughs> 
Yes. I grabbed that shit and I put it yes. in a glass with the Cooper raspberry and this other strawberry liquor that my other partner brought home. So I, it's just kind of like candied Baja Blast. It's super good and I'm having a great time. Thank Sounds you. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What are you drinking? You know, I have a I have a mango white claw going, uh, which is <laughs> <laughs> sort of a classic for me. <laughs> but I like to drink like I like to drink like a few hard seltzers while I'm chilling, <laughs> talking to people, because when I go past that, it's just I get sleep. I'm at the point where I get sleepy, you know, so I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to just have a nice conversation for a little bit before I pass out, you know. Good. Yeah, you don't get fun anymore. You get sleepy. I'm the same way. It sucks. Mm-hmm. What happened to be like being virile over the toilet, puking <laughs> up the best corkscrews you've ever had? <laughs> Those were the days, man. The days. <laughs> ah, yeah. Well, that's great. I suppose now getting to the actual re- interview questions <laughs> would be wise. So before anything, Brigitta, can you just splurge about your book a little bit and tell us a bit about it? Maybe a little about you, whatever feels right for plugging yourself right here up front. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. I love talking about, I love talking about writing. My my book is, like I said, young adult fiction novel. It's geared towards girls aged 11 through um, 17. That's what it's written as. I would say it's geared towards all people and eight, all ages, but you know, of course you got to kind of pick something uh, on the form. There's like not an official form, but like imagine <laughs> a form. But so, yeah, so I, I wrote the book over about I want to say eight years or so it took me to really to really get the kinks out of it. Um, And the idea is that it's going to be a series. So there are three books that I plan um, on filling that series with. And it's mostly what I I would say um, it dances a little bit with magical realism, but it's mostly contemporary fiction. Although contemporary is a weird term. This is, you know, genres are hard (laughs) Mm -hmm. because what is, you know, and I feel like when I, and that's another reason that I self-published. Well, we can probably talk about that in a little bit, but I I felt like it was getting less contemporary by the millisecond just because (laughs) I was not, because time goes by real fast for teenagers, especially today. So, you know, everyone's growing up so fast and I felt like it was getting less relevant, which is part of the reason I accelerated the process. But anyway, uh, yeah, so like I said, I'm hoping it'll be a series and I am working on the second one, which I don't have a date yet for when I'm going to be done. If you had to give a log line for it, just to like uh, maybe get some more readers from the podcast, like what would you what would you say like at its core, like the book is like about swipe up for secrets? Cause I remember you pitching it at the conference and I was just like, Oh my God. Of course I picked it up and I haven't gotten through it yet, but I started reading it and I was like, Oh yep, there it is. There's that great idea. Like, Oh, that is so sweet. Yeah. You want me to pitch my book? God. I mean, any, anything else. I'm just, just, just pitch it so that, you know, so we, so our audience can know what it's about, you know? No, Uh, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. It's, 
Um, yeah, of course. Layla is a 16-year-old girl. She lives in Maine, a small town in Maine, and she is really super smart, super good at math, especially. She's sort of like a math prodigy, and she wants to um, be a sciencey person. She wants to explore that, but she's also, she kind of wants to be a writer too, just like her dad was, who who has passed. So um, she's, she's always, you know, keeping a journal and things like that and always kind of writing her thoughts down. And we find out that she has sort of a secret blog that she's been writing, um, that she's been hiding just anonymously because she just doesn't, uh, she doesn't want to put it out there really, but she's got, you know, quite a following and she starts to, you know, as she's blogging, um, she starts to have this, you know, experience of sort of something, something to akin to magic where she's able to write other people's thoughts and in in a way that is like as if they were writing and as if it's first person um so it's really interesting because when she writes these things she's sort of delving into uh thoughts of you know friends and people in the the neighborhood and even her mother um and so it's and we we learn that you know she's has this sort of special skill and through this she ends up assisting in um, solving a mystery, which is um, in the town, the boy at her school, um, his mom had passed away when he was very young. And Mm -hmm. at the scene, uh, the boy was actually there, but he was the only one there. And he has repressed this whole memory of what happened, such that he has no memory. And, you know, many, you know, his dad has hired all sorts of uh, people to come, you know, interview him and therapists and doctors and he's been trying to get his son to open up about maybe what happened or anything that he might know but he hasn't been able to uh so Layla is eventually you know able to uh learn more about what happened there and and it's it's of course you know there's there's more to it yeah no but that like the like she gets this power to like type things she doesn't write things in her blog that she doesn't know yes and it helps her do this yeah Exactly. So, so why, why did you decide to go with self-publishing for this? Did, did you ever like try traditional or were you just like, kind of like, no, like, I don't want to like, what was that whole, like, what was that whole process for you? Like, yeah, you know what I, um, well, we, that's where we met. We went, we went to, you know, New York pitch conference, which shout out to the New York pitch conference. It was a great experience. I learned a lot at that conference and, you know, it was kind of like, I don't know if you felt like this, but it was kind of like jarring to like be put in a room and like pitch your most (laughs) precious work and have people be like, no. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot. (laughs) That's like, that girl should be three years older, like just down to the nitty gritty. And you're like, oh, God, this is like buy me dinner first yeah i mean i cried through like half that contract <laughs> cried yes, for like half that con- so yeah i get it <laughs> yes i i we it was hard we both, we both <laughs> <laughs> it's draining it's draining and but it's also important work you know and 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 figuring out how to market your work is half of the game right so when i uh when i did that and i um did try to go the traditional route. So I spent probably about a year after that sending it uh, to agents and publishers, um, things like that, just kind of putting it out there. And it was, I learned a lot. I learned so much from that process. Uh, A lot having to do with my genre, um, what my goals are. Do I want a series? Do I not want a series? Mm -hmm. All of these things were questions that everybody had and important ones. So I really had to look at that when I was doing that. But then uh, basically I ended up I had a lot of really positive feedback 
And so that was awesome. It was like a lot of really good favorable responses. And I'm really, really happy with it, um, how it went. But it was just over time, I felt like it was slipping away. The original purpose of the book was slipping away from yeah. with every tweak and every <laughs> yeah. and all of the like back and forth. I'll send you three chapters. Wait a minute. We, we want to see this part of it. Wait a minute. We want to see this part. Wait, we should change this part of it. It was like everything about I was kind of losing sight of what it was for me. Yeah. 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 And and then like you just were you were able to bring it back like after deciding, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe it's not for me. And just I we me and Avery have been there, too. So we get we get that. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. And it and it's great, too, because you kind of realize what I mean, like I said, the, it, and it made me explore genres, especially to in this in the thickness of it, because it was it, what I initially thought that I was writing, uh, maybe teen romance, contemporary uh, young adult fiction. And that's not what it mm-hmm. is, you know. And so it, it, was, it was it was cool to when I pitched it like that, we were like, all right, we need some more romance, like hype up the romance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Throw in some scenes that are a little, little scandalous, you know, <laughs> we want to see it. And I was like, mm, I don't, that's not why I was. <laughs> you know? I just want it to be about the magic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go there, you know, or, or, or whatever it is. And, the, and, uh, you know, and also I did learn during that process that contemporary teen fiction is like this moment, like, right this second right yeah it's a lot of stuff to fit into Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you got to be talking about what's going on right now socially Mm -hmm. you got to be talking about social media the covid whatever yeah and so then also well it'll move so fast yeah also covid made me want to (laughs) self-help yep yep because i was like i am not bringing it in i actually wrote a version of the book that I, this is interesting. I never told anyone. I wrote a version of the book that is COVID based, oh. and it happened during COVID, and it was terrible. <laughs> that was your way of coping. <laughs> I was like, "Let's put them in." I guess we're gonna. Guess. <laughs> we'll make it relevant by adding the current pandemic that's dragging us all down, and everyone will want to read it. But it took away so much of like. I'll, first of all, I'll tell you something. I didn't realize how much of like what I like to write about people's physical physical attributes has to do with their face. Mm. And if somebody's wearing a mask, I can't describe their expressions. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. At all. No. <laughs> yeah. No, you can't. Their mask. Their mask wobbled. <laughs> <laughs> they smiled with their eyes. Okay. Smizing. Oh, okay. So, um. I'm trying to like move down my quest. Like, so yes. one of the things that I definitely want to get to, and I haven't mentioned this, I probably should have mentioned it up front, but you work with like, you have kids. So like, I'm really excited to get to those questions, but I want to, I'm just going to, some of the questions you might've gotten, I'm going to cut out just so we can get there. But I want to talk about before we do that, you um had your book in some local bookstores um in Michigan. You got an article with the Metropolitan Detroit, like, what was it like? I, I feel like I don't have any friends that uh, have done the self-publishing experience and done the marketing. What was it like trying to have to like do that? Did you did you have help? Like, was it like all your? Do you have any tips or tricks for us <laughs> who have no idea how on earth you pulled that off? 
<laughs> yeah that um yeah I, I appreciate you saying that i just i like i like i know uh dc you mentioned a lot of your own putting your own deadlines on yourself mm -hmm. and how important that is for you I, for me that was I, I had to make myself get out there i was it did not come naturally to me so i so every month i promised myself i would do something uh whether it be you know walking around to different local bookstores and just, you know, giving them my book and asking them to read it or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. It, like, <laughs> or, um, you know, yeah. Reaching out, um, for press stuff, like reaching out to, um, people who care about books and, uh, asking them if they want to read it, asking them if they want to write something about it. Um, and doing, uh, on, honestly, living in Detroit has been really awesome because Detroit does a lot of really cool local author stuff already. We have um, Book Fest, we've got sidewalk sales for authors all the time. Um, and uh, it seems like initially, it, as soon as I got in it, I was in it, you know, it was like, yeah, it, it, everybody's really cool. And they're like, yeah, you come to this thing. All right, we'll come to this thing. And sometimes you make zero dollars and that's okay <laughs> but you just keep showing up you know so like when you walked into these bookstores to ask them like if they would like did you actually like think this sounds like <laughs> such a stupid question but did you actually just walk into a bookstore and be like i'm a local and i wrote a book please please sell it like is that what that looked like <laughs> well first of all you have i cannot stress enough how much attention I put into my hair flip. Okay. So check this out. You take the hair. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I've worked in marketing for many years. So I, so okay. I'll write, usually I'll write up like a, an email and I'll send it to um, all the, the bookstores. That's just kind of, I try not to be too like, and hey, like, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, totally. but it, it's just nice to show up to, and especially if you, if you already shop there and they already know mm -hmm. you, you know. So I kind of like to do that kind of stuff, but I also feel like we have the internet, right? There's no, there's yeah. no reason that we shouldn't be at least like at, for me, like if if I can't once a month just send it, send two or three emails, I'm good, you know. Uh, things like obviously social media. Um, and honestly, like my mom is, so listen, my best marketing <laughs> is my mother who is adorable. Uh, she and my, and my father, they write, I feel like they might have just bought all of the copies of the book. I, and, and the, adorable parents. <laughs> like, my dad has like a secret closet. That's just all of my books. And here I think people are, uh, no, but they, they, uh, my mom texted me the other day. She's like yeah i've been putting your your book in the local little libraries uh <laughs> she just puts it in there <laughs> just sticks it in the just sticks it right on the shelf no one needs to know <laughs> that's amazing that's the cutest thing you really yeah it's, that's amazing it's how you sell books man i'm obviously that's working you know <laughs> <laughs> right yeah like, <laughs> I mean, shit. <laughs> we need Kathy to put all of our books in the little yeah. libraries in Michigan. Great. <laughs> That's her new job now. <laughs> so, like, even now, like, you just see me, you, like, I can hear your smile. We're having a great time. Like, I feel like a lot of, like, a lot of the people in, like, the writing community really struggle to be happy and humorous <laughs> and optimistic about their book, especially, like, 
in the self-publishing journey, just like being like excited and honestly in traditional too, we're always just also freaking sad. But like every time I see you post or like talk about it, you're always you're just so optimistic in it. You're just outwardly enthusiastic. And like, I guess I'm wondering, is this a mask? <laughs> like, is, it, is it real? Is your optimism real? Uh, and if it is, do you have any like tips or tricks for us pessimistic people about like how you keep your head above the water with this stuff? Because like, man. <laughs> yeah, help us jaded, horrible people. Have you been talking to my therapist? Um, yeah, it is. Uh, no, I mean, well, listen, I have a... I have a job, you know, you can't like you. I have a normal nine to five, right? <laughs> to be fair, I mean, like, there's no other way I, I couldn't. If it were my only thing, it wouldn't be possible. You'd be screaming. <laughs> yeah. Be screaming, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so that's why I always I do really, really um admire, uh you know, people who go to the traditional route and people who are marketing all the time and keeping up with, you know, contracts and what have you. That's to me, that is so cool because I'm like, I, I don't depend on it for financially at all. Um, I would like to obviously expand my reach. You know, the, the, my kids are, you know, my kids like, it and uh you know that's i my son took, my son took it into school for show and tell that's, that's so cute so so you basically like basically wake up in the morning and you're just like you know what i love writing and it's i don't need it to survive so there like fuck you society like it doesn't matter uh, well, like, I mean, all, like, listen, you are you're putting a positive spin on it. I think I also <laughs> if you if you dig in there, you're like, yeah, also an artist really can't survive. And that's hard. And that's shitty. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, I take my meds every day. You show up and I, I like I also feel like there's something to be said for just like being aware of why you do it in the first place. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Like how many times have you met somebody and like, this is like DC, when I met you, I was like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> this person has pages and pages and pages of writing. And like, to me that, that these are the people that I admire because I know at the end of the day, it's not about the agent. It's not about the calls. It's not about the numbers. It's not about the invoices. Blah, blah, blah. It's about them writing no matter what they would be writing anyway mm -hmm. and those are the yeah. kinds of people that, those are the people that I admire and even if it's if no one's showing up to hear the song you wrote that doesn't mean that you didn't work for hours in the studio it just it, it's like it all equates and I think live actually I honestly think living in Detroit has been really good for me because at we everybody is really creative. I feel like mm -hmm. everyone I know is creative in some yes. way. We all know we're not making our millions off that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> we all fucking know yeah. that we have to go to work, you know, yeah. Uh, and yeah. use words like silo and shit. Uh, <laughs> and it's I <laughs> like just like that's the mask really is what it is. Yeah. 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 But I love the way you describe it because like sometimes, you know, a lot of people do look up to me and like, I don't, they don't see the darkness. <laughs> they don't see, you know, the nights crying and, you know, being like super down on myself. It's like, but you know, like 
you're just hearing somebody who is like, hey, you know, I have a job and it's fine. And then I write and I remember why I do it. And I, you know, what you say about, you know, why you chose a self-publishing route is actually really inspiring because, you know, it's just a reminder. It's like, it's not, it's just, it's just publishing. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's just a book review. It's just, it's just money. And like, what really drives us is that just a need to get the characters on the page mm -hmm. and, and just remembering that and staying happy about it. That's like, you know, that's a lesson I need to be reminded of sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, and also pra and practicing it, you know, putting your values into practice is so important. I mean, if you, if you value the time that you spend writing, you're, you're going to do it anyway. If you value the time that you spend painting, you're going to do it anyway. And so when you have something that you value and intrinsically and for the purpose of you know whatever it is that it brings you which could be a lot of things but I think if you put that on if you put that on top of your priority list or at least you know on the top 10 it, it doesn't have to be what you do every single day yeah so yeah we're all we're we contain multitudes <laughs> you know I think it's cool to just do and also like for for my kids I really want them to see that you can do whatever you want <laughs> in your yeah. in your life you know you don't have to there's not you're never gonna please everybody I wish no. someone would have taught me that when I was a kid like <laughs> you know like just just do what you want and sometimes people aren't gonna like it or they are gonna like it and that's always cool <laughs> yes yes absolutely yeah, I love that my son and I talk about special gifts and he has he has a special gift he's really good at um He's really good at telling jokes. <laughs> he has like the delivery uh, is it, absurd. He's so he's so smart. Like, and he's very good at like wordplay. The other day he said something about sweet potatoes. I just wanted. Oh my god, it was the funniest shit. He, he <laughs> the, like my son, my other son had like put a bunch of like too much salt on his sweet potatoes, and then Roland goes, the "Sweet potatoes all are so they're salted." He goes, no, look at them. They're too salted. They're too salted. He was like, they're salted and insulted. <laughs> and I was like, that's the funniest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> that is the funniest shit I've ever heard. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, he's so funny. And so just to like show, I'm like, yeah, it's your special gift. So like, you should, you should bring that in into the world. But also, I do want to say one other thing, something that I like about and sorry if I'm getting off topic. So no, like, you're you're fine. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I I do want to say that Layla, my the the protagonist Main in my book. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I wish I could like bring you with me so you could like pull me back. I'm actually no. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like I'm like I'm just as all over the place as you are, and I'm just <laughs> like sitting here nodding. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I need to bring you with me. <laughs> yeah. So Layla, um, part of the reason that I wanted her mm -hmm. initially. I, 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 from the, from the jump, I wanted Layla to be um, like a complex character. And, and what I mean by that is when I was a kid reading uh, young adult fiction novels, I always felt like the girls in them. And it, I mean, I'm sure this is true for all genders, but I always felt like, especially the girls in them had to have like one thing that they were amazing at. And it was like, they're volleyball players They're mm -hmm. you know, they, um, they have like, they're, they're amazing at French or like they're, they are painters or whatever. And they had like one, they had the one thing. 
And that would be, you know, kind of the the thing that led them to their plot and uh, the thing that led them to that sort of Aristotelian like arc of a story was this thing. Right. So I was always like, oh, man, what's my one thing? You know, (laughs) when am I going to find my one thing? Okay, so I'm looking all over for my one thing and I'm like, one day I'm going to find my one thing and then that's going to lead me to have like this amazing struggle that I overcome and everyone's impressed. Uh, I, you know, I find my mate and then, uh, find my mate. like, and then I get crowned, get crowned at the end. That's what I need. And no matter how much the story gets more complex, maybe there's magic, maybe there's a different world, maybe there's fantasy, maybe there's a, you know, mythological element. There's still at the end of the day, one girl who has one thing and it, frustrates me to no end because when I was a kid, I never had that one thing. I was always like, huh, I don't really know what I want to do. I want to try a lot of things and uh, I want to like, you know, figure it out. I want to be in the theater or maybe I want to be a skateboarder. I don't know. (laughs) And like, and now as an adult, I know that if I wanted to, I could go borrow a friend's skateboard and go try and learn how to skateboard. I'm not going to do that. I'm just saying (laughs) if I wanted to, I could. Because I know that at the end of the day, we don't really have one thing. And I think it's really toxic for girls to (laughs) assume that they are supposed to have one thing and it's supposed to be developed by the time you're 12. And if it isn't, you might not have a thing, (laughs) you know? So, (laughs) yeah. So Layla, I really wanted to try and make her a character that was good at math, also wanted to be a writer, also knew a ton about music, also really, really cared about photography. And and I get that we don't love as a reader, sometimes we don't love for our characters to be complex. We don't love for them to maybe have too many interests because it sometimes makes us uncomfortable, right? But yep. it's just like so much. Yeah. But the, yeah. But that's, that's <laughs> what makes an actual person. Yeah. Wow. That's what makes an actual person as opposed to just a character, you know, that's what makes him from oh my gut. Right. Yeah. I love, I love that philosophy though. I, I love that so much. And honestly, it probably speaks to the reason why you do stay so optimistic because you don't have this, like this wall up that says I have to be the greatest at the one thing because you noticed early enough that that <laughs> doesn't actually happen. There is not just one thing if I want to spend a year being a skateboarder I'll be a fucking skateboarder but that's not this year so I'm gonna write a book this year and we'll see how I'm doing next year like that's the kind of chill that's like the kind of chill like thing that I need to embrace in my life like it's okay if this year it's not the same as five years from now like me Maybe you're just figuring it out. You live a long time. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. I do underscore that with I do realize that that is privilege based on me having a job. Like to circle back, if I didn't have a job and this were my job. You know. You know. You know the stuff. I would be struggling. (laughs) But um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But as it stands, you're not struggling. (laughs) And in fact, (laughs) um, you're, you're like. You're a parent. As it stands, I'm yeah, like doing what all the doing what all the thirty year olds do, which is go to sad job and then wait till they get home to like figure <laughs> out what they want to do. Yeah, and moving into like the parenting aspect of this, like you are probably one of the I don't want to say the first because I don't know anything 
everything about the guests we've had, but you're the first person like I've known personally that writes and juggles kids like very like and and I do have some like um people online that do they do have kids and they do very successfully um parent and write at the same time but I I do know that it's like a struggle sometimes just to find the time not be down like keep going and I wanted to sort of nitpick your brain or pick your brain, <laughs> not nitpick what the fuck um I'm gonna pick your brain about just like some of the the things that you do to like sort of juggle having enough time to work and play and ride a skateboard and do writing because that's like <laughs> in market. Wow. Um, so I did have an icebreaker question here that said, what's the funniest things your kids have ever done, but you kind of told us about the sweet potato thing, but is there anything else that like your kids have done that you think is like funny enough to share just as like an icebreaker? Dude, kids are so funny. I, uh, well, my kids are always funny. They're six and nine, and those are like really funny ages. I actually think <laughs> Walt Walden, the little the little one, he is um he's in this age too where he is just like all his commentary on life is still like so astute and hilarious to me. The other day he told me that um uh eating mustard gives him the shivers, and I was like, What? <laughs> Doesn't eating mustard give you the shivers though sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> it does i was like holy shit you just discovered your the meaning of life <laughs> so wise <laughs> what yeah just stuff like that like That's... i love the way that they think about things and experiencing things for the first time is so cool it's so, it's so pure <laughs> so pure so what like what what does like a day for you look like what does a week for you look like says obviously you probably don't write every day but like what is like like how do you find time to parent and do all this stuff like do you, how are you so awesome at this? <laughs> thank you oh my god that's so sweet um <laughs> well uh i also uh should be noted i co-parent so i have uh i have a co-parent and so i parent not full-time uh, by myself and so that okay. is can't say that enough if you have parent listeners um that whether you're married or you have a um or you're divorced or whatever partners having a situation where you get guaranteed um time to yourself uh, i mean i think we all know it and we all say it but we don't really do it um so having a situation <laughs> where like in, you, you you've all we've all met like a, a woman who is a single parent but has a husband you know uh so like that kind of stuff happens obviously in my situation i am no longer married but that ha that having guaranteed time um to work on creative endeavors is so important it's not just like hey i'm going to the grocery store so um i'll take the kids for an hour and you can do this uh, i'm talking like in, at the beginning of the week you know exactly what day you're going to have creative time and like i'm talking like thursday at 6 p.m you know mm -hmm. it sucks to have to schedule but you got you got to schedule yeah. you know so that kind of thing and like also uh so so i work really hard on on that obviously i have i also have a full-time job but um i i try to um give myself i would say at least two evenings a week where i don't have anything on my plate and that will be what I would refer to as my guaranteed creative time. I will say sometimes I I view a lot of things as creative. So uh, that, that might mean like 
I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading a book, maybe, uh, maybe I'm skateboarding. It's my new passion. You know, I, it's, sometimes I build Legos. I don't, you know, do a puzzle, whatever it is, but like you also need guaranteed rest time. So those are two things, guaranteed creative time, and guaranteed rest time. Again, I'm not talking about like, oh, uh, Hey babe, I'm going to go to, you know, I'll take the kids this morning so you can sleep in. <laughs> I need, I'm talking about on Sunday, you should know what day you get to sleep in <laughs> this week. You know what I'm saying? Because that yeah. guarantee of time is something that parents don't, I think communication, I mean, we all know in relationships, communication is number one and co-parenting relationships, communication is also number one because we all know that the other person is not at their best if they don't have time to themselves. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, I and and I think that like so like do you ever have like creative days where you're just like you you get to the space and you're like, okay, this is my time alone. See, because sometimes my brain does this thing where I have my time alone and then I get really down on myself because I don't want to do anything, you know? Do you ever have days like that? Or just like it like just having the like the schedule so in stone, like has your brain sort of like gotten used to it to the point where it doesn't really fight you on it anymore oh my god that is so true <laughs> no that happens no that happens all the time good that's why i'm not crazy then. no that happens all the time oh god that does happen all the time i think like yeah i think something that i try to i try to set the bar kind of low you know so like if i'm writing something at the time I will uh, make sure that I set the bar much lower than I could possibly perform. So, <laughs> which isn't probably like a way to live. But I think if you if you're just like, hey, if I even come up with for me, for me, like, well, every writer has like something that they really struggle with, right? That is their thing that keeps them from putting out books like every week, you know. And <laughs> we all know what that is, yeah. like. You, and so uh, for me, I. I love to write, I love to write characters and I love to write dialogue and I love to write stupid shit. Just like, like funny joke, like stupid, <laughs> like wordplay shit, puns, love that. And, but I, what I don't love to write is like descriptive things, images. Um, so also because yeah. I don't know, comprehension is a struggle for me anyway. This has ended up being just like a therapy meeting. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know I don't That's like cool. like I don't read a lot like the the, are, the authors that I most admire are people that don't write a lot of like imagery heavy text um plot heavy text and so like I so when I read mm -hmm. that kind of writing it, it takes a lot more effort for me to get the get the picture huh <laughs> Honestly, it's great to know exactly what you want, though. And honestly, yeah. it probably feels good for a lot of readers, like our listeners to hear you say that, because I feel like so much of the time writers come like a, we, a lot of writers, they think they have to read a lot. And and like you, you do have to read sometimes, you know, but not you don't have to like 
I read very slowly. I understand. And it, and I always felt bad when people are like, oh, you know, I read two or three books a week. And I'm like, holy shit, dude, I, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. Um, so like, honestly, it feels good to hear you say that. And uh, all of our sessions can be kind of therapeutic. We kind of, you know, you gotta, gotta, gotta get our listeners like <laughs> uh, feeling better about themselves by knowing there's other people out there that are also not yes. reading a thousand books totally. that all have the Whoa. same writing style no, you know, I, if I you love... like dialogue do you have like any books that are like dialogue heavy that you'd recommend because that's really interesting to me because like I've never I don't know that I've ever heard like of that that's really interesting I want to see that like I want to see a dialogue heavy book that sounds something yeah like, no I read a lot of plays too um and plays are real dialogue oh. heavy right like uh <laughs> I oh, read a lot so of plays and I read a lot of um Salinger. Salinger's a writer that I really love. Um and he uh he writes a lot of of dialogue heavy um character heavy like just kind of um banter uh writing. And then I also um I listen to a lot of writers read their writing which I really like. Like I'll I'll try and listen to and when I I listen to audiobooks um almost exclusively to listen to the people who wrote them read them that's so cool is it, like i love that you know like i'll read like michelle obama's book was really good yeah. she, when she reads it you're like oh what i've heard that's good i've heard that's good yeah cool. it makes it more conversation it makes it more personal um but like i said yeah plays and things that um things that are like i'm not i i read like really um in terms of like vonnegut uh hemingway in terms of like yeah that's really cool. Interesting. Okay. Wow. My ADHD really got a hold of me there. And I just wanted to ask that question. So sorry, I went off topic. Um, no, that that it resulted in a very, very good tip about the plays. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. Like, what a great way to read when you don't feel like reading all the stuff. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Oh, my God. You don't have to read all the stuff, you guys. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I don't want to read all the stuff and it's really intimidating okay <laughs> can, I tell, can I tell you guys can I admit to you guys sometimes when I have to describe something I am so drained to do it whereas I would rather like write like I would rather write like a scene where like I know what's gonna happen and I'm like so stoked about making it happen and like where people are sitting and what kind of sneakers they're wearing in, in instead of like the weather. Something I fucking hate writing about is the weather. Like, the sky was gray. It was raining. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> because I don't give a fuck about the weather. So any scene where I'm like, I should probably write about the weather here, I'm like, oh. As I continue to read Swipe Up for Secrets, I'm going to watch for your weaknesses in this part of your Any writing. <laughs> I'm going to watch for this. Anytime the weather's mentioned, be like, ah, she, had to ah she hated this. <laughs> she had to drink four coffees to muster that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> she really, really struggled with that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold. Uh <laughs> Okay, here's my questions. Okay, what's your kids' relationship with your writing? Do they like ever help you, inspire you, or you ever like stuck on anything and you go to them and be like, what do I do? Or like, do they just kind of like separate your writing life from your kids, like just as to focus on them? Like, oh, that's a good question. Yes, 100%. I do. Um, also, vice versa, I don't get a lot of 
really, really uh, focused writing done when they're here. Um, so I wouldn't really try to take the time out and, and go write something that I knew was going to be hard for me to write, like the weather while they're here. Um, <laughs> so I would save I would save that kind of stuff for when they're gone. Um, and then I would take but but also, you know, inspiration is important. So you have to be inspired. And so if you're inspired and you're, you're in the middle of something, you know, you don't always get to pick. Um, but I, I did, uh, uh, one conference I went to, uh, about 10 years ago, somebody, um, at the conference had like showed me this little box that they carry with themselves. And it, it had like all of these lines inside of it, like little scraps of paper that had like just senses that they had like written down and they had been keeping them in this special box and none of them were really related. Um, but it was just like random things that they would think about and they would put in this special box. And that idea was so cool to me because I was like, I, that would solve so many things. I mean, I, that's like, you know, the notes section on your phone, I guess is what that would be today. Uh But that idea of just jotting it down when you know it's there and you know, it's going to go somewhere is so important. And I, I don't think I would have a book if I didn't do that, you know? That's that's really cool. I got to get the impulsive image out of my head, though. He said they carried around a box. At first, I was imagining like an Amazon size, like huge box. So it was like a shoe box, right? Like a tiny. DC, you just uncovered my second struggle, which is writing about objects. So uh, I can't describe I can't describe the box to you accurately. It was a very small box, like a very small like a little super tiny okay yeah i almost want to show you a picture of the one that i have which is it's a jewelry box basically so oh you have a box now so you have your very own box you were so inspired oh yeah yeah when people give me advice when people give me advice i go buy the box yeah yeah (laughs) damn (laughs) damn you're serious okay shit yeah, you should send me a photo of your box. I don't want to see it. It's intimate, but I will. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I was like, that sounds a little. Show hmm. <laughs> me so weird. Show- oh, God. I forgot that the box word was. Oh, now I feel like a real creep. I was like, I'm just going to sit here and take a sip of my drink. I'm not going to say that- anything. Oh my God, I'm so stupid. <laughs> I did. No, no. I volunteered the image of the box. <laughs> Holy shit. That blush steaming oh my across God. my face. Oh my God. Uh, I'm so embarrassed. Um, <laughs> next question. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, um, what's your favorite part of? Jo- uh, I think I feel like you kind of talked about that. What's your what's your least favorite part about having a job and having kids and wanting to write? Like, like, does that moment ever happen to you? Do you ever like do like the normal average writer thing where you just like get on your knees and you cry and you're like, my life is a lie? Like, do you have any of those kind of feelings? Like, it's that like, do you have a least favorite part or do you just kind of like you you sound like a buddhist to me where you're just like coasting and you're just like life is good and everything's fine uh i mean i've been i've been that's probably an intimate question too i'm digging deep here i've been i mean yeah i've i've um i'm at a really good spot in my in my life personally yeah where i just feel like i am honest with myself about what i can give and so i just 
Um, but I'm also like honest with myself about what I can give. So if I'm, if I'm not doing something that I know I should be, uh, I'll do it. You know, um, like you said, creating your own deadlines, making Mm -hmm. your own calendar. The only person that you need to show up for is yourself. And so you just have to make sure that you're doing what you can and you can phone it in, you know, we all do, but make sure that you don't when it matters, you know? I'm going to like start messaging you and be like, (laughs) when I'm sad, be like, can you please tell me that it's okay? Because you're so like, seriously, like, I I know, I know it sounds like I'm being like, like funny, but like, actually, like, it's really like, it it just, it's calming me down. Like hearing somebody so confident in the fact that they're not like giving into the typical speed and force of living in 2024 where everything needs to happen right fucking now and if it doesn't you are a loser and if you're not having 40,000 followers on Instagram or TikTok you're a lo- like it just, it's it's really nice to just, I love this is why I love talking to parents because I feel like you guys get this different perspective on life because I feel like you know and I've always, you know, wanted kids not haven't been, you know, fortunate enough yet. But like, I feel like parents get this like, when they when they have kids, they see their kids and they're like, this is what life is. You know, like, this is great. Like, this is my this is my brood. This is, you know, this is my past, present and future. Like, and then you just kind of stop thinking about all the noise. And it's always just really inspirational um, to hear. So thank you. Thank you. I was just gonna say, I feel like you're like the human version of like, a capybara like have you seen all those pictures of like how all the other animals chill with the capybaras and they're just like they just have this aura of like calmness and coolness and it's like that and dc's like the little bird hopping on the back of the capybara like give me some of your calm and chill i'm a vampire (laughs) i love that Wait, wait i love this image um (laughs) <laughs> i just like i'm just laying on some serious vitamin ds onto our podcast that's what my teacher used to call deep <laughs> shit vitamin deep shit so uh my last question and i this is yeah i'm really interested in this one so you do set deadlines for yourself but like what do they look like because i know some people a lot of the raiders that i'm involved with it they don't get a book done in a year and a half they're like beating themselves up so like when you make a deadline like what does it look like for you like what is how long do you give yourself I was really strict with this first book I gave myself eight years you know so that was hard that was really dumb (laughs) (laughs) oh my god no I'm just kidding I um I you know what I did not (laughs) I guess for me more, more so I will, um, give myself like little things, uh, kind of how to convey this. Um, I I will give myself more like manageable deadlines. So like, uh, like when I used to write a lot of poetry, I would do like, okay, I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to perform this poem before, uh, next month or, um, and then, for you know for fiction it would be a lot of like I'm gonna finish this section of the book um before you know six months from now um but also I never I guess I didn't really think I would ever put it out this way 
you know, because because of life and COVID and everything. Like just I yeah, it, was, it got crazy there for a little while. Um, so I was like, I don't know if I even like what's gonna yeah. happen to this book. And also I have like no patience at all with myself. <laughs> like I'm just like I can't, I can't I need to be done with this section on weather, you know. So what I what I did <laughs> what I did was I would just like jot like I would I would with the book I wanted to I got really serious with myself actually after that pitch conference in terms of like what I, well, and also the feedback from agents and public publishers, I was able to see, okay, here are my top priorities for what I want this book to have in it. And here's what I can't get rid of and have it still be the same book. So that helped in terms of like prioritizing, okay, well, I want to make sure that this happens and I can write that section, you know, before April or whatever it is. And then, um, and then in terms of like on a weekly schedule, I do a lot. I actually, it's weird because earlier I said evenings, but evenings are usually when I kind of like composite stuff, Uh, I can do like the, the busy work of it. You know how there's like all these and like social media and like posting about it, you know, marketing type stuff. Um, yeah. But really, I do I do my creative work in the morning almost exclusively. Um, so I'll I'll wake up pretty early, and I know that if I haven't really done something, if I haven't written much in the morning, I'm probably not going to do it that day. I'm probably going to do something that's mm-hmm. more um, marketing wise or something that's more communication wise. So in terms of like meeting other authors or like stuff like this or trying to communicate to learn from other people um and and like being in writing clubs or whatever all those sorts of things um yeah so yeah. so i don't even know if i even answered your question <laughs> <laughs> yeah you did i mean you your your deadlines are longer they're 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 a little longer so that you you can have time basically <laughs> so instead of finishing a whole book in in a so because my deadlines look like i gotta get this book done by the end of the year and i've started in january uh and th- that's what mine looks like but like you're more like it like i gotta get this chapter this poem done by the end of the month uh, it's realistic for yes. you like for what you're doing a hundred percent yes 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 so yeah, yeah yeah and especially when you know you're working with um like at the end, uh, when, you, when you have an editor um, and you've got, you know, an illustrator or whatever, you know, whoever your your team of people is, um, it, it obviously it is important to have deadlines um, at that at in those stages, especially. So, yeah, 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 yeah. totally. But the process wow. itself is a lot longer, which is mm-hmm. fine. See, it's fine, it's everybody. Fine. You can take a while. You can take eight years to write a book. You can. You can. It <laughs> you will. Can. Listen, it won't. It won't be contemporary anymore, though. It won't. <laughs> it isn't. It won't. <laughs> Life oh changes God. a lot in eight years. Oh, there's there's books set in the '90s now, and they're categorized as historical. And I'm just like, oh, no. oh, fuck me. <laughs> oh no! No, jeez. Oh, uh, uh, so we're getting short on time here. Um, we're gonna where um can you go ahead and tell our listeners where they can find you and your books online so that they can go and give you all the support in the world? Oh my gosh, yeah, that would be I would love to tell you. Um, you can find my book on Amazon. Uh <laughs> it is um it's called Swipe Up for Secrets. 
Um, and then also if you are in the Metro Detroit, Detroit area, um, I do little pop-ups here and there. Um, I'm always at like sidewalk sales and book fests and kind of just bopping around town. So you can also find me on social media. My Instagram is Brigitta Dearly. What else? That's it. That's it. I'm great at marketing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll put the links and stuff in our, yeah. in our website. Yeah. So. The- oh, you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Did we oh, miss anything? Did, is there anything that, that you want to say that you didn't get to say? Yeah, maybe we'll just invite you back sometime. And you can come like edit some work with us and just have fun. Well, it, it, I feel like I feel like there's good energy here, you know? <laughs> we'll have a workshop on writing weather. <laughs> yes. Your worst nightmare. Do not make me do that. No, we would never do that to you. <laughs> Don't make me. <laughs> Don't do make me. Like overturn the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh, the follies of writing well thank you so much Pagina, for um joining us it was so fun talking to you yes. i feel like this was a great chat and i feel much more awake and alive now uh for the first time in a whole week that was awesome oh my god thank you you guys are the you guys are the best Ugh. Let's do this again sometime. Feel better, please. <laughs> yes. Yes. Less than three. Okay, less than three. <laughs> you just less than less three. Less than three. Yeah. It's not I contemporary, did. man. No. <laughs> That's historical now. That's historical. Yeah, it's historical. Is so <laughs> okay. On that note, I will uh, just let our listeners know the last little housekeeping which is that you can find everything you need about the podcast at anditswriting.com. Look us up anywhere you listen to podcasts. Episodes drop every Monday. If you like what you're hearing, join our Discord group. Visit the website for details. And thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for being such an awesome guest. Thank you. Yes. Bye, Bye listeners.